Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> and welcome, welcome back to the next chapter of Five Run Away Together. And it's chapter 19. Yes. And it's a scream in the night. That sounds exciting, doesn't it? <clears throat> So nobody could even guess the answers to Anne's surprise questions. The children stared into the trunk and puzzled over it. It seemed such a funny thing to smuggle. They remembered the other things in the wreck too, the tins of food. They were peculiar things to smuggle onto the island. There didn't seem any point in it. Funny, said Dick at last, it beats me. There's no doubt that strange things are afoot here or the sticks wouldn't be hanging round our island. And we've seen signals from a ship out to sea. Something's going on. We thought if we opened this trunk it might help us, but it's only made the mystery deeper. <clears throat> Just then the voices of the two parent sticks could be heard shouting for Edgar, but Edgar did not dare to shout back. Timmy's nose, <clears throat> excuse me, Timmy's nose was poked against his leg. He might be nipped at any time. And Timmy growled every now and again to remind Edgar that he was still there. <clears throat> Do you know anything about the ship that signals to this island at night? Asked Julian, turning to Edgar. The boy shook his head. Never heard of any signals, he said. I uh, just heard my mother saying the ex she expected the Roma tonight but I didn't know what she meant <clears throat> excuse me I do apologise the Roma said George at once what's that a man or a boat or what well I don't know said Edgar I'd have only got a clip in the ear on the ear if I'd asked find out yourself Oh, we will, said Julian grimly. We'll watch out for the Roma tonight. Thanks for the information. <clears throat> the children spent a quiet and rather boring day in the cave. <laughs> All but Anne, who had plenty of things to arrange again. Really, the cave looked most homelike when she had finished. <clears throat> she put the blankets on the bed and used the rugs as carpets. So the cave really looked most imposing. Edgar was not allowed to go out of the cave, and Timothy didn't leave him for a moment. <clears throat> he slept most of the time, complaining that those cows and things had frightened him so much the night before that he'd not been able to sleep a wink. The others discussed their plans in low voices. They decided to keep watch on the clifftop two and two together that night. They would wait and see what happened. If the Roma came, they would hurriedly make fresh plans then. The sun sank. The night came up dark over the sea. Edgar snored softly after a very good supper of sardines, corned beef sandwiches, tinned apricots and tinned milk. Anne and Dink went up to keep the first watch. It was about half past ten. <clears throat> At half past twelve, Julian and George climbed up the knotted rope and joined the other two. They had nothing to report. They went down into the cave, got into their comfortable beds and went to sleep. Edgar was snoring away in his corner, Timmy still on guard. Julian and George looked out to sea, watching for any sign of a ship. 
The moon was up that night and things were not quite so dark. Suddenly, they heard low voices and saw shadowy figures down by the rocks below. The two sticks, whispered Julian, going to row out to the wreck again, I suppose. There was the splash of oars and the children saw a boat move out over the water. At the same time, George nudged Julian violently and pointed out to sea. A light was being shown a good way out from a ship that the children could barely see. Then the moon went behind a cloud and they could see nothing for some time. They watched breathlessly. Was that shadowy ship a good way out, the Roma? Or was it the owner? Was the owner of it the Roma? Were the smugglers at work tonight? There's another boat coming, look, said George. It must be coming from that ship out to sea. Now the moon has come out again, you can just see it. It's going to, going to the old wreck. It must be a meeting place, I should think. Then, most irritatingly, the moon went behind a cloud again and remained there so long that the children grew impatient. At last it sailed out again and lit up the water. Oh, both boats are leaving the wreck now, said Julian excitedly. <clears throat> They've had their meeting and passed over the smuggled goods, I suppose. And now one boat is returning to the ship and the other, the sticks boat, is coming back here with the goods. We'll follow the sticks when they get back and see where they put the goods. After a long time, the sticks boat came to shore again. The children could not see anything, but presently they saw the sticks going back towards the castle. Mr Stick carried what looked like a huge bundle flung over his shoulder. They could not see if Mrs Stick carried anything. The sticks went into the courtyard of the castle and came to the dungeon entrance. They're taking the smuggled goods down there, whispered Julian to George. The children were now watching from behind a nearby wall. We'll go back and tell the others and make some more plans. We must somehow or other get those goods ourselves and take them back to the mainland and get in touch with the police. Just then, a scream rang out in the night. It was a high-pitched, terrified scream and frightened the ch watching children very much. <clears throat> they had no idea where it came from. Quick, it must be Anne, said Julian, and the two ran as fast as they could to the hole that led down to the cave. They dropped down the rope and Julian looked around the quiet cave anxiously. What had happened to Anne to make her scream like that? But Anne was peacefully asleep on her bed, and so was Dick. Edgar still snored and Timmy watched, his eyes gleaming green. Funny? said Julian, still startled. Awfully funny. Who screamed like that? Couldn't possibly have been Anne, because if she'd have screamed in her sleep like that, she would have woken the others. Well, who screamed then? said George, feeling rather scared. Wasn't it weird, Julian? I didn't like it. It was somebody who was awfully frightened. But who could it be? <clears throat> they woke Dick and Anne and told them about the strange scream. Anne was very startled. Dick was interested to hear that two boats had met at the wreck and that the sticks had brought back smuggled goods of some sort and taken them down in the dungeons. 
We'll get those tomorrow somehow, he said cheerfully. We'll have good fun. Why did you think it was me screaming? asked Anne. Did you think it was a girl screaming? Yes, it sounded like the scream you give when one of us jumps out at you suddenly, said Julian. It's funny, said Anne. She cuddled down into her bed again and George got in beside her. Oh, Anne, said George in disgust. You've got our bed simply full of those dolls. And that teddy bear is here too. You really are a baby. No, I'm not, said Anne. The dolls and the bear are babies. They're frightened and lonely because they're not with the little girl they belong to. So I had them in bed with me instead. I'm sure the little girl would be glad. The little girl, said Julian slowly. We thought we heard a little girl scream tonight. We found a small trunk full of little girl's clothes and a little girl's dolls. What does it all mean? There was a silence and then Anne spoke excitedly. I know the smuggled goods are a little girl. They've stolen a little girl away and these are her dolls and those over there are her clothes that were stolen at the same time for her to dress in and play with. The little girl's here on this island now. You heard her scream tonight when those horrid sticks carried her down into the dungeons. Well, I do believe Anne has hit on the right idea, said Julian. Clever girl, Anne. I think you're right. It isn't smugglers who are using this island. It's kidnappers. What are kidnappers? asked Anne. People who steal away children or grown-ups and hide them somewhere till a large sum of money is paid out for them, explained Julian. It's called a ransom. Till the ransom is paid, the prisoner is held by the captors. Well, that's what's happened here then, said George. I bet it has. Some poor little rich girl has been stolen away and brought to the wreck by boat from some ship and taken over by those horrible sticks wicked creatures and we heard the poor little thing scream just as she was taken down underground julian we've got to rescue her yes of course said julian we will never fear we'll rescue her tomorrow edgar woke up and joined in the conversation suddenly what are you talking about he said rescue who? never you mind said julian George nudged him and whispered, All I hope is that Mrs Stick is feeling as upset about losing her dear Edgar as the mother of the little girl, she said. Well, tomorrow we find the little girl somehow and take her away, said Julian. I expect the sticks will be on guard, but we'll find a way. I'm tired now, said George, lying down. Let's go to sleep. We'll wake up nice and fresh. Oh, Anne, do put those dolls by your side. I'm laying on at least three. Anne took the dolls and the bear and arranged them on her side of the bed. Don't feel lonely, George heard her say. I'll look after you all right till you go back to your own, mummy. Sleep tight. Soon they all slept, all but Timothy, who lay with one eye open all night long. 
There was no need to put anyone on guard while Timmy was there. He was the best guardian they could have. <gasps> Wowzers. That sounds awful, doesn't it? That sounds much worse than smuggling, kidnapping. <gasps> Terrible. And the poor little girl must be terrified if she screamed. So, I hope they rescue her very, very quickly. Right, tomorrow, ooh, we will do chapter 20 and see if there is any signs of being able to rescue that poor little girl. Okay, until then, take care and stay safe. Have a lovely day and I'll see you all again tomorrow. Bye for now.